0: Hello and welcome to the first Gambler podcast of 2020. I'm Selectabet and as ever, I'm joined by Greg Browning. Happy New Year to you, Greg. How's things?
1: Happy New Year. Can you still see that? Uh, it's yeah, that's
0: right. it? What, what date are we on? Uh, Seventh of January. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Just... the legal. I don't know what the legal limit is, but we're probably pushing it a wee bit. But anyway, Happy New Year. Thank you very much uh, And here's to another successful year of our podcast um, and We've got plenty lined up for the year ahead So should be an exciting one
1: Yeah, definitely I think overall, since we started the podcast back in, what, August? We're been podcast number...
0: Where how is that now? 40, say, maybe Something,
1: something like. Lost count So I think at the 40 we've done or so I think the majority of them have been
0: fairly good actually So um, here's to a successful year Yeah, and a measure of how good it is is some good news that we've got to share with some of the listeners and that is that we've actually managed to persuade someone to sponsor our ramblings on the Gambler podcast. (laughs) Um, So we're pleased to announce our new partners as Who Knows Wins. Some of you might be familiar with uh, Who Knows Wins with their recent collaboration on the Mr Fix It's Tips site as well so they've put their weight behind us here on the podcast as well which is great so I'm just going to tell you a wee bit about Who Knows Wins. It's a brand new social betting app where you can bet against your friends not against the bookie so it's a great way to settle some debates amongst your mates as to who's who knows the most about football um, by setting up your own competition you just set up a league set an entry fee you choose your matches then invite your mates in and you predict the outcome of these games so We've done that ourselves this week and all our listeners are invited to join us. Um, we'll put the details up on the Gambler feed on Twitter um, and it's a chance for our listeners to compete against myself and, and yourself and we're making it especially difficult for our listeners this week because the matches are all 15 games that are played in Scotland this weekend. So good luck to them if they're up against <laughs> uh, up against your vast knowledge of the Scottish game.
1: Well, hopefully um, things can get back to normal after a really difficult festive period for punters, I think. But the app itself, though, is great in terms of uh, betting against your friends. Going by my WhatsApp chats, I'm in very competitive. Everyone wants to be the best and have the best knowledge of football and be the best tipster. So, really, really good.
0: Well, this week will be a real test to see who's been paying attention to previous podcasts because <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a real test of your lower league knowledge in Scotland and. I guess you're up there to be shot down, Mr Brown. Absolutely.
1: Bring it on, bring it on.
0: So, as I say, we'll post uh, the details up on the Gambler feed, but it'd be great to have some of you get involved in that. It's a £5 buy-in, and the more people that we get to play, the bigger the prize pot will be. And not only do you win the cash if you get the most points, but we'll also give you a mention on next week's podcast. So keep an eye out for that and get along to the Apple app store or the google play store where you can download the app so just search for who knows wins and download the app to your device
1: cash and bragging rights what more can you on nothing <laughs> um
0: so anyway we'll crack on with uh, what we normally do at this stage on the podcast and that's have a wee look back at previous results and i think it's fair to say that we'll be glad to see the end of the festive period from a punter's point of view Oh,
1: delighted. I think I'm not alone in saying that. I think um, it's been really, really tough two or three weeks, I think for most punters. And that's what to reflect away from our tips um, last week. But it's just been really difficult, especially the English games. Yeah. Um, I think we called out, and I know Mr Fixit called out as well before Christmas, that a lot of these teams play obviously three or four games in the space of like 10 to 12 days. Mm. And you do tend to see a lot of strange results. And that's certainly been the case, even in the English Premiership. There's been shocks in that as well, so been really tough. So hopefully get back to some normality now um this weekend.
0: Yeah, it's really difficult when there's so much squad rotation going on. Um, You know, as much faith as you put into previous results and trends and stats, you know, if there's six, seven, eight, nine changes in a team, which sometimes we did see across the, the Christmas period, then it's very difficult to make any judgment based on previous results and, and stats.
1: Yeah, I think the, the National League in England was probably the biggest example of that. So the National League's been really good, for me anyway, and I know it has been for a lot of punters, uh, goals in that league. But you're getting nil-nil's and one nils when, for the last four or five months, you're, you're getting games that are finishing 3-2, 3 4-3. So that was probably the biggest kind of shock, was the, the volume of really low-scoring games when all the stats
0: pointed to goals. Yeah, and I think also... We're in this wee period where not all leagues are available for us to bet on you know there's no french leagues no dutch leagues the scandinavian leagues are finished um there's no scottish reserve leagues now the scottish premier league's off for a winter break as well so you know we just don't have that depth of games to choose from so they'll
1: d- 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 build into the um... English National League North and South.
0: Yeah, some goals.
1: <laughs> which,
0: which, to be fair, has been okay, and we'll delve back into it this weekend again, and the tips that are coming up. But um, yeah, it's not to make any excuses, but it will be good to see things settle back down a wee bit again, and into kind of more regular teams that are being selected, and we can, you know, put more faith in the the stats once again.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's not even just the um the the games involved. I've got a kind of set weekly plan of what games are on so for example friday night's obviously friends league two in the dutch games so mm-hmm. when those two leagues are off you're then kind of scratching your head going bloody hell what, what, what leagues to look at now yeah. so we're really good to get those leagues back on in the next couple of weeks
0: so having said that our first tip this week is going to be from the english premier league yeah
1: so everton v Brighton. so um Everton, since Ancelotti's come in, pretty steady, I think. I think Duncan Ferguson did a good job as well when he was caretaker. Now, really, really tight in the English Premiership at the moment. I think Everton are six points off fifth, off Man Ewan fifth. Um, There's 11 teams separated by just six points. Um, Now, obviously, Everton lost their last two games. They lost 2-1 at Man City. But they did perform relatively well in that match. But They then went to, obviously, Anfield in the FA Cup. Should have been at least 1-0 up in the first half. And I think they've come out that second half
0: and they've not laid a glove on Liverpool. Yeah, my timeline follow quite a few Everton and Liverpool fans was pretty toxic after that. And Ancelotti escaped most of the blame, to be fair. It's been the players who've been getting it in the neck. And I know you quite fancy Everton this weekend. And I think the most positive thing that you can say about the performance <coughs> on Sunday there is that they, they really owe their fans something this weekend and they need to come back, bounce back with a win. If you take
1: out that FA Cup game then against Liverpool, though, Looking at the performances over the last what two months, they've beaten Chelsea. They've drawn with Man U. They've drawn with Leicester. They've drawn with Arsenal, and they've beaten Burnley and Everton. Mm. So Burnley and uh, Newcastle, Chelsea. and Chelsea as well. It's, it's not a bad return. Now I had a quick look at their last ten matches. They've played Liverpool twice, Leicester twice. They've played Man U, Man City, Arsenal, and Chelsea in, yeah. in those ten games. And obviously, they've beaten Burnley and they've beaten Newcastle. So I think they've performed relatively well d- during those games. The only, obviously, downfall was that FA Cup game. But yeah. that aside, I think there's enough to suggest that they're on the up um, and they can take care kind of a, a bright side at home.
0: Yeah, it's maybe not all doom and gloom. I mean, the one stat that kind of surprised me a wee bit is that Everton are actually sixth in the home table um, with only Liverpool, Man City, Leicester, Spurs, and Man United ahead of them. So certainly their home forum seems to be reasonably reliable
1: yeah and I think since obviously the new management teams come in place as well I think they're going to have to have that steel about them to make sure they're difficult to beat mm-hmm. so I think they obviously they beat Burnley 1-0 and that's the sort of game where Everton fans will be fully expecting them to win yeah. and that will be the same obviously on Saturday when they welcome Brighton now I think Brighton are a point behind them so obviously no mugs and they'll probably give Everton a really good game um, what I would say though is they've only won one of the last eight on the road. But that said, they, they have had a really, really tough on the results uh, of fixtures away from home. I think they've played five of the big six away from home um, in their last six games. So not easy at all. And I think Everton have also won both matches at Goodison Park since uh, Brighton came back up two years ago. I think they won 3-1 and 2-0. So looking at the price for this match, you're getting 9-10. to 10. Uh, Best price for the Betfair, which I think is a great price. I don't think it will be that price come Saturday.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people won't see past how bad Everton were on Sunday and just look at that and think that they're completely unbackable after the performance that they put in. Um, But when you dig a wee bit deeper, I'd say there's enough to suggest that they should win this one. Um, And it's an unusual bet for you. Usually you take goals
1: yeah, looking through the card this weekend, it's quite a tricky card. There's no Premiership games in Scotland. Um, very little value to be had, either, actually, in terms of backing over 2.5 goals or teams to score two goals. So, I had a quick look at the Premiership, and this game noise really did out. I've just totally um, left the FA Cup performance because they've been so much good before that. Okay. I think they've got that in their system. And it might be a, it's probably not a bad thing. They'll, they'll be wanting to obviously repay the fans after such a disappointing result
0: at Anfield. Yeah, I think so. Um, so obviously you're taking them nine to ten. I, I'd imagine the price itself is a big influence on you. It's nine to ten at the moment. This is what half ten Tuesday night. How I, if that goes any shorter, I don't see it being a value bet. No,
1: not at the weekend. So I'll probably say right now that will go off at one to two, or the best price of four to seven. Uh, come kick off on Saturday. So I think nine to ten Tuesday um, is probably a a big factor in why I'm backing that. But I I do think Everton will just edge this. I don't think they'll obviously uh, score two or three goals, but they might just edge this 1-0 or 2-1. So
0: that's Everton at 9-10 to to win at home to Brighton on Saturday. Yep, that's the one. Okay, next up we're going to go into the Championship in Scotland. So, from Goodison to Capelo. What (laughs) a
1: difference. (laughs) What a difference. So, um, Morton take on Dunfermline. So, there's only three points between these two sides. And I think, as we know, the Championship in Scotland's really, really competitive. It's really tight. Obviously, apart from Dungeon United, um, anyone can beat anyone. So, Morton's home form um, isn't bad in terms of the bottom six sides. I think uh, Dunfermline's got a better record at home. But other than that, I think they've collected the vast majority of their points at home this season. So, quite a tough place to go, Capelo. Dunfermline, on the other hand, though, up until about four weeks ago, they were five wins out of seven, playing really, really well. In with the, show, the playoffs, then come the festive period, they've just collapsed. They've, they've lost four games in a row now. They've lost 4-3 at Dundee. They've lost 2-0 in Verness. Aloha beat them at home 3-1 um, two weeks ago. That was an Alloa side that had lost five in a row, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're again, they've they lost again at home to Ayr, another team that was struggling um, on Saturday. So really a bit of pressure for Stevie Crawford, I think. I do think, though, he's lost some of his loan players now have gone back to their parent clubs. I know there's a couple of boys signed for them from, um, from Hearts that have gone back to Hearts. So, probably low in numbers, and they'll be looking to obviously strengthen the January transfer window. But I think, looking at the markets, I think the bookies have got this the wrong way round. So, at the moment, the bookies have Morton as 2-1 outsiders to, to win this match, given the fact that it's at Capelo, and the have lost their last four games they are kind of 6-5 I think at the moment in most places
0: Yeah it's a strange one because Morton are what just three points behind in Furman, and they've got a game in hand so you know win this one draw level with in Furman, and obviously a game in hand gives them the chance to go above them in the table so 2-1 does seem a big price for a team that's at home and they've got a, a fairly decent home record
1: They do so they've won two of their last three um, definitely signs of improvement there from Hopkins and, and his side um Dunfermman actually have the second worst away record in the league.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um Morton have the worst one in terms <laughs> yeah. of away form. So but Morton at home though, this play should be the other way about. Morton should be six to five and Dunfermline should be two to one. Yep. So in terms of the betting angle, not brave enough to take Morton at two to one. Um they are a bit inconsistent, but I do think they can score here. And uh, there's a couple of decent shouts in terms of the goal markets. So the first one is Morton to score and not to lose the match, and that's on a bet 365 bet builder, and that piece ten to eleven.
0: Okay, so that'll be I guess either draw or Morton win. Yeah, i want all
1: draw, a one all draw, or a one win or any win for, oh, sorry. For, I mean, for
0: Morton. I mean in terms of placing the bet on the bet builder, do they have Morton not to lose as an option or do you have to do draw? It's double or chance, drop? it'll, yeah, be, double it'll chance. be double chance. Yeah, yeah. sorry, double so, chance. Yeah, so just to clarify, it's Morton to score and Morton and draw a double chance on the bet builder at ten to eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the other bet you're looking at was to do with when Morton score.
1: Yeah, the goal time. So I've had a look through Morton's home games this season. So they've scored before the 60th minute in ten of their 12 home games, which is good going. So they do score a lot of early goals in the first half and early in the second half. Now at the moment you're getting a goal before 61 minutes at five to six. So, for a home team playing relatively well, playing against a side who are really struggling, I think 60 minutes, 61 minutes is, is fair mm-hmm. to get that first Morton goal. So, I'm going to take that as well.
0: Okay. And that's what, 5 to 6? 5 to 6, yeah. Okay. So, the two bets in on that one Morton to score and Morton and draw a double chance at 10 to 11 on the bet, 365 bet builder and Morton to score before the 61st minute, is it? At 5 that's to 6? one, yeah. Yeah. OK, we'd also just kind of wanted to flag up a couple of teams to avoid uh, in that division. Sorry, in that division and League One.
1: Yeah, Dundee. Uh, <laughs> poor old Dundee, yeah. So, <laughs> Dundee are at home to AR. Now, Dundee got beat 2-0 at home to Inverness last week. Now, Dundee just can't seem to put two wins together. Really, really inconsistent. They're 20 points behind Dundee United, which is embarrassing, really. Yeah. Um, so they're playing Ayr, Ayr One last week. Now don't get me wrong, Dundee could very well win this match. They're 21-20 to, to win the match, but I'd leave that alone. And the second game is in League One. Falkirk travelled to Peterhead. So I think Falkirk won comfortably Fiena at home against Dumbarton on Saturday. Peterhead, at home are pretty decent. Uh, they probably collect, I would say, at least 70% of their points have come at home at, P- at Peterhead. So Falkirk are 5-6 to six to win that match. A bit it's a bit skinny for me, and again, it's probably the sort of the game where it'll be a draw, be a one-all draw, or, a, or maybe a narrow Falkirk win. But again, I'd probably just leave that one alone. Okay, so you're just
0: best avoided, really. Um, you know, it might be games that people get sucked into, but just do your best to leave those alone.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Um, so we're going to return to our old friends, Cove Rangers, who have been gradually creeping back into our good books and they seem to be over their little kind of blip that they had um, well, about three or four weeks ago and they've now won four in the bounce.
1: Well, they better be like good books come quarter to five on Saturday. <laughs> so I think we've given them a bit of a rest, haven't we? Cove are obviously a staple part of our betting eh, probably August, September in, into October. But I think we've left in the last few weeks anyway like you say, through that blip, but they've certainly come out of that now. Four wins in a row, they've scored 12 goals. Now, it's a, it's a case of bye-bye Cowdenbeath. It's now a two-horse race. Yeah. So I think when we spoke about, obviously, League 2, it was a three-horse race, Cowdenbeath, Cove and Edinburgh City. But it's now very much uh,
0: a two-horse race between Cove and Edinburgh. Yeah, Cowdenbeath seemed out over there, They are 12 points behind Edinburgh now. And to be fair Edinburgh, they're, they're doing well to keep Pace with with Cove Rangers,
1: they really are, pro- and they, they probably don't get the credit they deserve. Edinburgh City, mm. they, they're having a great season. I think they've won five in a, in a row now, and are top of the form table after after the last six games. But Cove, they travelled to Stirling Albion um, on Saturday. Now, Mitch Meganson, uh, who we like to mention on the podcast, he's not going to mention now for a good couple of months, <laughs> so it's a good time to mention him. He yep. scored ten goals now in his last nine games, and he's got five in his last three. So he's definitely uh, starting to find the net again.
0: Yeah, yeah it looks back in form. And w- before we recorded the podcast, we were talking about some of the stats around Cove Rangers and the away form and the goals in the away games are just remarkable, really.
1: It's a massive, massive contrast. So you look at Cove's home form, played 9-1-9, um, conceded three goals, and I think they've scored day. Uh, 27 or
0: something like
1: 20, that I 25 hope. 25 is it Yeah. but, but away from home though it's, it's incredible 9 of their 10 away games have seen both teams score and over 2.5 goals so they've only kept one clean sheet away from home um, 7 of those 10 games have seen at least 4 goals and there's been 48 goals scored in their 10 away games and like I said before I went to Perth Academy so that's 4.8 goals p- per match away from home which is, which is, which is really good um, but when you compare that though In terms of goals scored and goals against 21 goals conceded Away yeah. from home yeah. <laughs> They've only conceded 3 at home So I don't know why that is if it's a style of play If they're a bit more gung-ho away from home um, I don't know, it's really strange to have a team Top of the league like that And only concede 3 at home but 21 away
0: Yeah, I mean we have threatened to go to a Cove Rangers game At some point this season So maybe we need to go and find out in the flesh
1: I think we'll go with this a bit warmer, though. I don't fancy being at... Um, well, anywhere. <laughs> i Rovers
0: in February. Well, I'm afraid to tell you we don't play in Tenerife or Barcelona or anywhere like that, so it's only going to get so warm the further south that they go. <laughs> That's um, true. Saturday would be a good option, Sterling.
1: So, as so far, actually, um, there's been 20 goals more scored in Coles away games than their home games. So... You're looking at trends, and obviously, there's quite a few that have stood out for us here. Now, they play in Albion, who have kind of snuck back into kind of potential playoff candidates. I think they won uh, 3 0 last week. I think Daryl Duffy got a hat trick. He's still kicking about. I think Duffy's been about for forever. I think he's what, 35 36 now. I can remember him playing for Falkirk, what, a good kind of 15 years ago. So he scored three goals last week. I think they beat Albion over 2 0 before that. So nothing to kind of write home about and shout about. But again, two wins, six points, and it brings them right back into the playoff spots. So I think you shouted out earlier on pre podcast around Still and Albion's defensive qualities, though.
0: Yeah, they've actually got the best defensive record in the league. They've only conceded 17 and 19, so less than a goal a game. So ordinarily, we'd be drawn to Cove goals. In a game that we would expect them to win, but it'd be hard to kind of justify some of the short prices around the Cove goals, um, given Stirling Albion's apparent strength at the back.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't back over two point five in this game. It's too short. I think it was three to five. I checked on Monday. I think it was three to five, which isn't too bad. But I then checked again last night and this morning, and it's been cut to eight to fifteen. Yeah. So you're only really having to go to over 3.5 goals In this match And obviously with still an Albion's been pretty tight defensively it's a, it's a bit of a risk But there's a couple of bets that we both really like Yeah. The first one being There to be two second half goals
0: mm-hmm. Yeah so we looked at some of the stats And this is kind of bang on In terms of the odds I guess So in the last 12 games um, Would we say six of them have seen Two or more goals in the second half And it's a trend that we've kind of I had to dig a wee bit deeper on because it was something we wanted to look in a wee bit further. Um, so that certainly seems to, the stats seem to back that bit up in terms of the second half goals.
1: Yeah, I think six out of the 10 away games, um, I've seen two second half goals. Obviously, given the fact there's 4.8 goals a game being scored in their away matches, it's kind of fair to say a fair amount that will be scored in the second half.
0: Yeah, the one bet that, the one stat I suppose that really stands out for me though is the number of goals in Cove games that are scored in the last 15 minutes. So I had a look at the last 12 games and the last 12 games I've seen 15 goals scored in the last 15 minutes or later. Um, that accounts for 36% of the total goals scored in the games and in total that's 11 out of the last 12 games I've seen a goal scored in the last 15 minutes. So that for me has to be a bet to take on on Saturday. It's 5-6 to six and the goal line is set at 77 minutes so we're a couple of minutes beyond what the stats are suggesting but certainly 5-6 to six looks looks a good bet.
1: Yeah, I love finding bets like these so I think those that follow me on the Mr Fixit site over the last few years will know I love a late goal. Um, I think Newcastle was one team I think I backed 15 times out of 16 and um, to be a late goal scored at in james's Park and it landed and that was exactly the same as this just mm-hmm. identifying a trend identifying teams where there's often late goals and I think that my new one's qPR yeah they
0: they've done the it. second half goals at qpr yeah. even tonight's bit I think you had a a look at some of the 15 minute breakdowns of goals didn't you
1: yeah it's by a pure chance um so there wasn't much to look at tonight so I had a look, a look through the, the lower leagues in England I'm talking lower lower leagues so it was the English National League South and yeah, it was a uh, Billericay versus yep. wilston And looking through obviously both teams, Wielston were top of the league, away to a team 25 points below them. But wilston's away form is no one in five and Billericay had only lost one home game. So, loads of goals scored in those games. Looking at the, um, the stats, I think it was 40% of the goals scored for both teams were scored in the last half an hour. mm mm-hmm. So we that, were, again, paid dividends tonight. I think it ended up 3-1, and there was three second-half goals.
0: Yeah, we were talking about this, and those Cove Rangers stats that I managed to dig out, I actually did it manually. I went back and looked, looked at the last 12 games, but you were saying there's a much easier way to get to those stats.
1: Yeah, definitely. So if you so I use Soccer Way quite a lot, I think. It's just for me, it's just really simple to use. It's really user-friendly, and visually, it's, it's good in the eye. Mm-hmm. So if you go into any match in Soccer Way and go to the head-to-head, scroll down, and it'll give you, obviously, individual stats about each team they're ranked in the league, um, top goal scorer, top assists, youngest player, oldest player, all that sort of stuff, and keep scrolling down, and it gives you a 15-minute interval breakdown of when each team scores their goals. So, for example, tonight's match, uh, Baleariki versus um the last 15 minutes, so 75 to 90 minutes, 25% of Wilson's goals have been scored in the last 50 minutes of, of, of the second half. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really useful. It's, it's actually a, a stat that didn't come across by a chance, but it's not something I look at too often. But it's just something I looked at
0: tonight, and you looked at it as well, didn't you, for the, for the game on Saturday? Certainly for the Cove game, it's something that I've kind of noticed in the last few weeks. It's just the amount of kind of later goals that are scored in the Cove games, whether that be by Cove or they concede late on. So sometimes, as you say, you just get a hunch or you maybe just identify something and, you know, take a wee note of it and dig a wee bit deeper. And sometimes it backs up your hunch, sometimes it doesn't. Um, and if it does, then it's one that you kind of want to act upon. So anyway, just to finish that story about tonight, there were actually two late goals in that game at um Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was 1-0 at half-time and I think it went 2-0 with 70 minutes gone and there was two late goals in the last 10 minutes to make it 3-1. So, yeah, pleased with that.
0: Yeah, it's always good when these, the, the stats and the results back up your, your hunch.
1: Yeah, it was really good. I think Wilston, as I said before, um, top of the league, but hadn't won five away from home. Billericay had only lost one of their nine home games. So, um, always good when there's late goals and late goals are great goals.
0: Indeed. So, just to recap on that Stirling Albion v Cove Rangers um, tip that we'd put out that was going to be two goals in the second half um, Stirling Albion v Cove and what was the price for that that was 8-11 with Bet 365 and I'm going to suggest um, a late goal. Um, so a goal after 77 minutes at 5 to 6 with Bet365. And our final tip for the week is uh, another old favourite of the podcast is Kings Lynn, who are away to Ebsfleet, who featured quite a lot on the podcast as well. Now, this is a game in the FA Trophy. And although the two teams are in different divisions, Ebsfleet is a division above Kings Lynn. They're both heading in opposite directions. Ebsfleet are second bottom. Of the league, they've only won two out of 14 at home and they've conceded most goals in the division, 58 in 29 matches. Whereas Kingsland, league like below them, but they're top of that league, top of the National League North, um, and they're the highest scorers with 55 and 24. So, as I say, it's two teams going in opposite directions and I think there's value in Kingsland. They're 12-5 to, to win the game.
1: Yeah, I think Kingsland this season anyway, I think the, the vast majority of their games... I've seen Kingsland score at least twice. And I think for your Christmas next year, I'm going to get you a Kingsland top. <laughs>
0: if you can find one to fit me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, other, the other little stat that kind of supports our case here and getting behind Kingsland is that they've already knocked Dover out of the FA trophy. Um, Dover are currently 13th in the National League, which is the same division as Ebsleet. So that suggests to me that A, you know they're capable of taking on teams um, higher than them in the pyramid. Um, they drew to each in that game and won in penalties. And also that they're taking the tournament seriously. I think it's an opportunity for these smaller clubs to to get their day at Wembley.
1: Yeah, like you say, they're winning games, so they'll be full of confidence. Obviously, winning games is the best remedy for, for any club. And I think the fact that um, Ebbw are really struggling, obviously in in the National League, I don't I don't think we'll be bursting the gut <laughs> to get yeah. through.
0: So, uh, the 12-5 on Kingsland is obviously very tempting, but I'm actually going to take the 64 on them to score two or more. Um, I think the goals, stats, the fact that Kingsland have been banging in the goals in, in their division and that absolutely have been losing goals in theirs, uh, 64 looks worth taking on on Saturday for Kingsland to score two or more. Yeah, looks good. Okay, so can you just give us a wee recap on your tips for the weekend?
1: Yes, yeah, so the first game is Everton versus Brighton. And I'm taking Everton to win that match at 9-10 with Betfair. And that'll be Saturday's nap. But I would strongly recommend to get on that now or as soon as you can. Because it won't be 9-10 to 10 come Saturday. Uh, moving into Scotland, we've got Morton's home game against Dunfermline. And there's two goal tips from this match. So I'm taking Morton to score and double chance on the bet- 365 bet builder. And that pays 10-11. And I'm also taking a Morton goal before 62 minutes, sorry, 61 minutes, sorry, um, with bet at five, and that piece five to six. And finally, in the Cove match versus Stirling Albion at Stirling, I'm taking there to be two second half goals at eight to 11, and again, that's with bet at five.
0: And I'm going to take uh, a goal after the 77th minute and that went at 5-6 to six. and just finishing up with Kings Lynn's game at Eversley. I'm going to take Kings Lynn to score 2 or more at 6-4 to four. Uh, currently with Bet365 OK, so before we finish this podcast for this week just a quick reminder about our Who Knows Wins competition um, make sure you download the app from the Apple App Store or from Google Play Store, uh, it's a £5 buy-in there's 15 matches and the person with the most correct predictions will take the lion's share of the pot and we'll obviously give you a mention on next week's podcast so it's all to play for Um, as ever just a reminder to subscribe to the podcast whether it be iTunes, Google Podcasting App SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and obviously if you're on any of these platforms then we always appreciate um, any review or ratings that you can give us on those particular platforms that's us for this week don't forget you can drop us an email at hello at gambler.co.uk or follow us on twitter where our handle is at gambler tips and you can also follow greg on twitter at browning84 so best of luck with your bets this weekend and don't forget to share them with us whether that be on Twitter or via email and thanks again to Greg for his tips this week
1: thank you and good luck